Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. I have Bob Hinson in the studio tonight as we talk about the sales and marketing dimension of it. At the end of this discussion, I'm going to try and summarize the top 10 thoughts he shared and give them to you as your 10 commandments for the day. But Bob, let's talk about repositioning. In the light of what you shared earlier on about activity running about without necessarily getting results, would you say there is a need for repositioning? I would very much. And um, I need to say something regarding the fact that excellent marketing is about science as much as it is about art. Mm. So whilst marketing generally would subscribe to innovation and creativity, we also need to understand things like benchmarks, things like brand audits, marketing audits. Because sometimes I find uncomfortably that you have a CEO who has a product that's not selling. And he can't quite understand why his product manager can't tell him what the problem is. And the product manager can't understand why the brand manager can't explain why the product is not selling. So one question I would ask, for instance, is have you ever audited your product portfolio? Do you understand where in the brand life cycle your product is? Given the, when the product was introduced and the kind of competitive pressures it faces, is the product still in a growth phase? Is it peaking or is it declining? Now, depending on where a product is in its life cycle, there are clear applicable marketing strategies that give you an edge. This science is as important as the innovation and creativity that still renders marketing success. That said, what is positioning? Positioning is really simple. What does your target market perceive of you in relation to your key competitors in respect of key features and benefits that constitute value to that target market? Very, very important. So that's positioning. Now, repositioning is when you want to create a major change in the target market's perception of the product's key benefits and features relative to the offerings of competitive products. When you invited me to come out to think back 10, 12 years ago when I was getting my SIM UK qualification, I remember at that time we had to memorize four key reasons why you reposition. And it was basically because of overpositioning, underpositioning, bad positioning, or confused positioning. Run them by me again. <laughs> it's underpositioning, overpositioning, then they had something called bad positioning and then confused positioning. And, now, and in all these four instances, there's a need for repositioning. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You need to repent and sort of get back on track. So and, and be baptized. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So you can find a way forward very, very quickly. Let me just sort of deal with two of these and then I, we can move on. Um, when you take the issue of underpositioning, it has to do basically when a product or service or a brand has failed to communicate a clear position to the end consumer so that uh, the positioning is vague and the consumer can't quite perceive a clear set of differentiating discernible benefits from that product, service or brand. So it's almost as if you are almost like you are all things to all people. So we don't know what you quite stand for. 
And so from an under-positioning standpoint, there's no effective communication regarding what you call points of difference. That, I mean, we, we, are, we are not too sure what it is that makes you special. And products or brands that suffer from under-positioning can't clearly communicate anything different. And therefore, they usually are not opted for. Would you say that over-positioning over is where you overhype your benefits as well? Or where you focus on one or two specialized benefits so to the detriment of of the other. So people perceive you wrongly and they perceive you in a very narrow manner. So that's where you are over positioned. You've oversized one or two points of the product so much that the perception is too narrow for you to enjoy the full benefits of being properly differentiated. Too narrow. Too narrow. You're, you're overpositioned. You're, you're, you're too narrow. Bad positioning? Bad positioning is where the company has no sense at all of what positioning is about. So you find that there's no connection to customers. There's no anticipation of current or future competitor activity. It's like you are just there. There's a, a pair in our team who has bad positioning. I'll send an email to your coach. A player with plenty here. Okay, you let's leave our team alone. Pray that next season it goes well for the Red Devils. It will work. You know, so, I mean, you have issues. It's totally bad positioning. Confused positioning is, you are one thing today, another thing tomorrow, one thing today, another thing. So, as for you suffer what you call brand inconsistency. We can't quite fathom what it is you mean. So, you haven't even gotten to the point where you understand things like, points of parity or points of difference. It's very close to bad positioning. But with confused positioning, you are you are setting yo-yo effect. And right. it doesn't serve to... Absolutely, yes. Right. So, just for even these four, I have a feeling that any CEO or any marketing um, head listening tonight, just for even these four situations you have presented, gives me an idea about the kinds of people who need to come to your seminar at at the Festival of Ideas. Absolutely. Would you say that... Would you say that um, if you were pressed for time to define who who you would expect to be there, you you would say that people who have uh, underpositioned, overpositioned, bad badly positioned, mm-hmm. or confusing their positioning will yes. benefit from your session? Oh, absolutely. And I would respectfully recommend those in what we call the C-suite, all the CMOs, CIOs, CEOs, CFOs, because marketing is a central function for organizational success. And because of its interrelationships with functions like finance, information technology, human resources, it would be good to have a CEO there to begin to understand the overarching importance of the function in the scheme of achieving superior organizational success. But it will be even more profound to have the heads of these other functional areas come to better understand how to integrate what they do with the marketing function to get stronger at the industries in which they are in and to begin to outdo their competition. The first time I read a book by the man called Al Rice. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 I saw a quote that said, in the contemporary marketing environment, the first line, the first line head of marketing is the chief executive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the chief executive is supposed to be a walking billboard of mm. marketing and sales excellence. So if you have a CEO, a head of an institution, who can't quite understand how to leverage marketing and communication for organizational success, it is my respectful submission to you that 
no matter how well they are doing, they could be doing markedly better. It, it's an, there's 40 years of research to sort of support that kind of notion. Are you suggesting that the personal brand of the leader of the organization can either negatively or positively, positively impact the fortunes of the brand of the organization, the corporate brand? Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and I thought in the scheme of things, we will begin to discuss things like marketing strategies. One of the key issues, if you want to achieve a superior marketing orientation, is to have a leadership that understands in the scheme of things, how to influence internal company stakeholders who are the employees, and then use this team to positively influence external uh, uh, stakeholders who are the customers to the firm. So leadership totally matters if you want to push for marketing excellence. Let without me, a shadow of a doubt. Let me take two steps back. When you talk about running without direction, when you talk about um, 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 movement without progress, when you talk about activity without effectiveness, give me a sense of what you think or what in your opinion um, marketing leaders or heads of organizations are doing wrongly in, in terms of the old school pers- per- perspective mm. about how marketing should be done. I think what are the things we should, we should change? Well, I mean, there are a couple of things we should change, but let me tell you why I think these marketing, communication, and sales gaps persist. We, we sort of think in the scheme of things that um, once you've been around for a while and once you manage to climb up the organizational ladder, you should be able to possibly affect changes in a certain catchment area in which you operate. So let me take the example of a branch manager of an insurance company or healthcare company or a bank and who's not meeting targets month after month after month after month. So you go in there, uh, Albert, and you find that at a very basic level, there's low customer orientation. So there's no data on customer dynamics. There's no use of customer analytics. There's no small data or big data, so you can manipulate data to understand customer trends. So if you don't understand competitor data, you don't understand customer data, how on earth do you craft value propositions? Because all marketing is about giving me value for the money I pay you. Once the value you give me exceeds whatever price you are charging, then we are in a comfortable position. But you'd find that the market orientation is so weak the customer orientation is so weak, and the competitor orientation in terms of understanding how to position yourself in relation to competitors is also totally weak. Sometimes structure too has something to do with it. You find organizations that are so excessively bureaucratic, it's, import- it's impossible to take any, any on the spot, any proactive marketing decision because everything is so beleaguered and so long and winding before you take in this, the, the market would have overtaken you and your competitors would be ahead of you. I spoke about leadership. Organizational flexibility is another thing we need to look at. So, at a, an overarching level, the top management understand marketing, set a strong marketing agenda, have a clear sense of milestones and benchmarks, devise astute marketing strategies, then must speculate all the way down to shop floor. And that's the way you are going to achieve success from a marketing standpoint. We are exactly at the halfway mark, and so far some very, very interesting thoughts are emerging. I am sure that when you started listening to this program, you said this is a wonderful program for CEOs. But as we've gone along, we've seen that um, it's kind of drawn in heads of NGOs, heads of churches, heads of 
political parties, heads of anything, uh, as well as those who are running the marketing function. And the understanding we have so far is that there's a lot of activity around the place, some of which is not necessarily very productive as far as marketing is concerned. We've also learned that the CEO should be a working billboard of marketing excellence. We've found out the four categories of people who need repositioning, those who are under-positioned, over-positioned, badly positioned, and then confused in their position. We've also learned that without a clear understanding of customer data, marketing decision makers cannot design an effective value proposition. He just recently mentioned that also over-bureaucratic organizations cannot respond quickly and appropriately to opportunities in the marketplace. It probably is time to look into the mirror and ask yourself some serious questions. If you look in the mirror, like Abraham Lincoln said, and you don't like what you see, it is time to make a change, and that time is now. My name is P.K. Richardson, member of faculty Manchester Business School. I started as an engineer, but uh, later on in life, I decided to go into management, and I've been in management education for many years. And I have the privilege of training executive and teaching MBA students all over the world. I've been part of, first of all, our ideas since it started. And I have always valued it. I think it's one of the most important aspects of my work. And I really have good value for it because I think it makes a lot of contribution to people who attend in terms of their knowledge and expertise. And I will advise and also encourage heads of department and executives and chief executives uh, to encourage their people to attend and to support it because the value that these people who attend will bring to the companies cannot be overemphasized. 24 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock and this is indeed Springboard, your virtual university. Let me remind you that if you have not as yet booked your seat in the Festival of Ideas, it is 10 days more to go and you want to plan to be there. Earlier on, I gave you a scripture passage and it was from Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. And Simon Onia is the winner because you posted the correct, the correct Bible verse on Springboard, the virtual university. So Matthew is going to get in touch with you and send you a copy of the collection of um, messages on the Springboard MP3. Talking of which, I asked you earlier on, what happens when you are not meeting your targets and your marketing budget is being cut and you are being challenged to still meet those targets and your competitors are undercutting? Um, Maulio Cruz says, I will say every selling organization needs to set to make a set of fundamental decisions to affect its sales people and in turn the sales force activities, customer results and the company results. These decisions are known as sales effectiveness drivers. Um, Roland Bochy writing on Facebook says, I will focus on customer service and start giving my clients VIP treatments, free technical advice, regular calls to find out how my clients are coping with my service. I gave you a hint earlier on that sometimes you can be very, very, very busy and you will not necessarily be effective. But this is the recommendation that um, Roland Boche is making. Let me give you a, sum, a summary of what will be happening in the mornings at the Festival of Ideas. And so the first seminar will be on spotting bubbles before they burst. That will be delivered by Professor Vikram Mansharamani. That's a strategy session. And Really, it's about economic cycles and how the attainings of economic cycles can provide opportunity for yourself and for your business. How to spot opportunities before they emerge and be ahead. Those who wait until the opportunity fully emerges can never take advantage. That is the first seminar that is available to you in the morning. The second seminar 
is on changing patterns of state business relations. If you do business with the state or you do business public-private partnerships or anything uh, related to private-public relations, this would help you understand emerging trends in PPPs and how you can work effectively with the state. NGOs and so on will also find this very helpful. The third seminar is on emerging trends in very competitive sales and marketing environments, and that is going to be handled by Bob Henson, who I have in the studio tonight. And then the fourth one is the financial repositioning seminar on managing budgets in uncertain times. When the dollar is making your budget go out of sync, what do you do? Charles Mensah will be handling that one. Each seminar is exclusive. That means that you cannot attend all four at the same all four because we'll be running concurrently. But we encourage you to register to attend. Each participant will pay 700 Ghana cities. Right. So the Advertising Association of Ghana has a new head, and that is the man Joel Netty, who we celebrated earlier on the show tonight. And whilst we talk about repositioning the area of marketing, I probably want to pick his thoughts as well on what to do with a limited budget and how to position ourselves to have some advantage in the marketplace. Good evening, Joel Netty. Good evening, Albert. Joel, I've known you for years, but yesterday I found out you're also called Edmund. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm sure Bob will see will tell you that I've been known as Edmund for as long as I've been alive. Right. So <laughs> let me, on behalf of the, your whole family here at Springboard, the family at the Festival of Ideas, Legacy and Legacy Springboard Foundation, and everybody, thank you for, uh, congratulate you for your ascension or your appointment as the CEO of Aging. Thank you, Albert. It's an honor to serve the, my industry. We are trusting. And just a little correction it's actually the president of the Advertising Association of Ghana. So technically, our CEO would be our executive director, and um, as president of the AAG, I'm chairman of the council. So it's more of a chairmanship position rather than a CEO active executive position. Right. The president is even higher. You, you should call <laughs> your ex- excellency then. <laughs> right. So, um, Joe, we've been talking about. I'm sure you've been following our discussion on on repositioning. Actually, I've missed, I've missed a good deal of it. Um, right. I just got a call right now in touch to tune in. Right, that's okay. And I noticed that you have Professor Dr. Dr. Robert Hinton in the studio. Oh, so wondering, my God. wondering why, why you need to even call me. Well, uh, and he's, like, he's an independent ad- member of the Advertising Association of Ghana as well. So you have all your basic <laughs> So, So just for good measure, just give us a few perspectives. If, if um, Let me read you a quote that will make you make you smile because in okay. our preparation for this program we found a quote from one Aliza Bartash who says that cutting down your marketing budget in periods of difficult economic conditions is like cutting your way to profitability would you say that it is a dangerous thing for companies to cut down their budgets on marketing at a time like this absolutely I mean and that, that statement is probably one of the classics in, in, in marketing communications or advertising the world over now difficult terrain when you're not meeting your profits you have to cut all expenditure so for us to expect that you won't cut marketing at all would, would be weird you would have to cut as you have to cut all the expenditure but to just cut marketing and block and say that because you're in a difficult economic situation you won't advertise at all or your market at all is the big, the big mistake that most organizations make. I think it's more it's, it's a conversation about relativity as opposed to um, hard blanche decisions like that. Right. So 
um, earlier on, we were talking about what would make an advertising campaign an effective one. So for anyone listening out there, we have a number of CEOs, um, business leaders, marketing um, executives listening. Just give us a few tips about how to get the most out of an advertising campaign. I mean, look, on the top of my head, I think that in, especially in a situation like we, are, we find ourselves in right now economically, it's, you can't afford anymore to use a sledgehammer to kill a fly. So you're going to have to be smart. You're going to have to be more targeted. You have to try and reach out to specific targets with specific messages. So it's not anymore to just put out billboards across the country um, just because you want to um, give your brand great visibility. You have to come drill down a little bit more to who exactly are the targets, what are their media habits. And media habits also keep changing with the proliferation of TV stations, radio stations, digital media, social media. People are not doing the things that they used to do two, three, four, ten years ago. So, I mean, people are going to have to be smarter now and figure out where do I reach the critical mass of my, my consumers? Where are they, what are they doing at that time? And are always the best way to, to, to into their, their, their homes and into their minds to send out a message. Now, once you're doing that, you may, you may end up spending a little less but you're able to reach um, a wider or more specific target audience. And that way you improve, it, you improve the chances of success. So you said it's not, it's not necessarily how much you spend, but how effectively you use what you spend. Absolutely. You've got to be smarter. And, and we're, we're, we need to have value conversations now as opposed to just spending money. What, what value do you get out of your advertising, out of your communications? That's, that's the kind of conversation our, our clients and our brands and corporate companies need to be having now. Tell me the impact of social media on marketing communications. Has this significantly changed um, how marketing communication is done? It has. Even though, yes, the answer is it has, it's, it's nowhere near what it will be in the next, say, two, three, four years. I mean, the kind of changes we've seen over the last couple of years is, 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 is amazing. I mean, people get, people's good advert today, and it's on social media. People are setting it on their own things. It's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, it's on stuff like that. I mean, so, and, and you don't even have to pay for this anymore. You have to do something that's creative, something artful, something that's unique. And the consumer themselves will pick up your, your communication entirely. So, um, that's what we need to look at. We need to begin to look at the communication, more exciting communication, more relevant communication. And once still that we do that, half of the work is for us by, by the consumers themselves. Well, just before you go, Joel, you've been you've been a facilitator and resource person person at the Festival of Ideas a couple of times yeah. in the past in the past years. Why would you say at a time like this it is critical for people to attend, especially considering the theme strategic repositioning? I mean, I think it's critical because in a situation like we find ourselves, we can't afford to be doing the things that we used to do. It can't be business as usual anymore. So we need to begin to look at our, our current situation, our brands, um, what we've done in the past, what hasn't worked, and back to the team, our repositioning, figure out what we need to do differently. Now, that's a few things that we need for repositioning only when things are bad. And I, may, I, I call the last part of um, the conversation you're having with Bob where he's four different scenarios where you need to reposition. And that's absolutely spot on. So sometimes things are good. If you want to find out, okay, Right, you lost Joel on that line. But I, I like the note. 
I like the note on which it ended. You don't only need to reposition when things are bad. You no, can no, also no, reposition don't. when things are good. And for those of you who just joined us, um, we were speaking there to Joel Netter, who is the president or the newly sworn in president of the Advertising Association of Ghana. He, sh- he shared his thoughts, and we'll probably later get Joel into the studio to have an extensive discussion as we seek to provide solutions for heads of organizations at this very um, crucial time in our nation's history. We want to work our way all the way forward with our brands, with our organizations, with whatever it is that we are working with. But just quick response to um, the point Joel made about yeah. repositioning. He says it's not only when things are, 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 are bad. You can also re- keep repositioning when things are good. And he says it's not business as usual. Absolutely. You know, I, I made a similar allusion earlier when I, I told you that no matter how you're doing, if you haven't achieved a certain level of market orientation, customer orientation, you, you, you could still be doing better. So repositioning is valid even when things are hunky-dory. I mean, there are times when you might be ahead of competition, but you could be doing much better if you repositioned. Let, let me do a quick follow-up on efficacy of spend, marketing communication issues. There are four reasons why you carry out any level of marketing communications or brand communications. And they are referred to as the drip factors. For differentiation, to remind or reassure customer audiences of that, the availability of that product or service, for information purposes or to persuade them to buy. So the question I want to ask every CEO, every dean, every vice chancellor, every uh, minister of state is, for the marketing communications emanating from your organization, what are the specific objectives of those marketing communication activities? Because more than budget, just spoke about efficacy of spend, reach, connecting to relevant customer audiences. That's the name of the game now. So it's not how much you spend, but the specificity of what you want to achieve and how the marketing communications will assist you to get to those marketing goals. Why are you communicating? Are you trying to differentiate your product or service? Are you trying to persuade people to buy? All these objectives have a different set of activities that accompany the objective in order to reach certain types of marketing goals. So these are hard questions we need to ask. And that's why I said marketing is as much science as it is art. It's 11 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. And please remember this closing quote, marketing is as much science as it is art. Right. I want to give you a chance to join this discussion. What do you want to know about emerging trends in marketing and and sales what are you involved with are these lessons applicable in your industry what are you doing is it working for you are are you facing pressure to cut down on your budget and at the same time to meet your sales targets talk to us on this show let's find out if we can get some answers for you from professor bob hinson who is with me in the studio as we build up to the festival of ideas and by the way if you have a teenager at home just before i close i'll be giving you one reason why you must donate that teenager to us for a whole week as we reposition the younger ones as well i mean robert actually this year we've devoted a whole year to repositioning correct and so springboard um, in January, in February and March was on the theme repositioning. Correct. And the Festival of Ideas is on strategic repositioning. Yes. Uh, guess what? The 
the the teen premiership for the teenagers is also uh, on the on the theme or the subject of financial repositioning. And, 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 and really, <laughs> we want the children as as early as in their teens to yeah. understand that money okay. has two sides: the, yeah, yeah. the earning and then the spending. Absolutely. And even in, in in terms of the spending, you can start. An investment orientation Absolutely. in your youth, Absolutely. and you will grow all the way with it. I'll give some details Absolutely. just before we close. But the phone line, the number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. Call into the show. Let's talk. Let me also remind you that I'll be giving you the ten commandments um, of sales and marketing as I have learned them from Bob Hinson as well as Joel Nettie. Number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. Good evening, Ignatius. Good to see you. Um, zero two zero two two one six five four one. I have a call on the line. Hello, good evening. Fine, I'm, I'm Richard. Richard, tell me, are you learning something from this discussion on repositioning as it relates to sales and marketing? I bet. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm Richard. Um, I'm head of customer care in one of the biggest um, supermarket malls in this country at Apple City. So tell me, Richard, your thoughts on what you've been discussing so far? Yeah, uh, what we have discussed so far, um, your resource person was talking about the much details about how you deal with the customers. And um, my level of customer services, learning the deep details about how do you deal with customers. So that's why I just called in and then without my, 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 my view on it. Right. Believing that, believing that dealing with customers um, is very great, and I'm adding a very, a very good value to it as this economic hardship that we have. All right, Richard. So we want to invite you to the Festival of Ideas, and I trust that when you come, you will benefit from the interaction that we have in there. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, Robert. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Your name, where are you calling from, please? Emmanuel, I'm calling from Somenya. Emmanuel, tell me, what are your thoughts on or, or your question for Professor Hansen? Yes, Albert, but I must begin by um, congratulating you for how great an impact your program Springboard has uh, had on the country, especially on the youth of the country. Thank you very much. I must also say that uh, I am a great fan of yours, and I've read your book. I think it's uh, more of an e-book on how to write proposals. Right. Yes, and uh, through that I was able to come up with a nice proposal for a security company and my boss was so impressed that he made me the marketing manager. Wow. I have no I have no experience. I have no experience whatsoever any academic, you know, qualifications whatsoever in marketing. Wow. But I'm under pressure now to, you know, deliver and I have people under me. I want to know what do you advise for me to do to, to make my marketing effective <laughs> well, in the marketing manager for the security company. The first yeah. part of your submission made my my guests and my producers <laughs> yeah. very excited because we love testimonies on this show. The second part, that's why we call it the virtual university. The second part, what must you do to be saved? Um, um, I almost said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But what you really need to do is to build on the knowledge you've acquired. Absolutely. One 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 ebook 
cannot be enough for everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. So now you get the opportunity. The next thing is to keep learning. It's a continuous improvement. Thing. I mean, I'm sure Professor Hinson is learning even more now than when he was an undergrad. Absolutely. Yes. So we keep learning all the way. So Emmanuel, the place to be is the Festival of Ideas. Make that investment, and I'm sure that something that you learn will transform your career and take you to the next level. Let's take some more calls. Hello, good evening. All right, the number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. We raise the issue of social media and its impact on. Let, on let, let me tell you a little story. You know, this question of even if you're doing well, you could do better. Yesterday around uh, eight thirty p.m., I decided to do some work for a client of mine in terms of checking the factual accuracy of information on their website. This is a public sector institution. In two and a half hours, I'd come up with about 47 let me errors. Take, let me take, let me take okay. the, last, the last call and then I'll, I'll, I'll just let you finish the story. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? Yeah, I'm, I'm Robert, please. Robert? Yeah, I'm Robert. Right. Is it the Robert you called earlier? Yeah, no, please. No, please. Right, Robert, so your question or contribution, please. Yeah, I'm just a student of market and I want to ask your guest. Yeah, uh, just a question, please. Please go ahead. Yeah, I want to know whether can sales and profit increase it. If you are if you're a director of a company and you told that sales and profit can increase if the larger budget was allocated for promotion. Is, is it possible? Can sales and marketing do what? Increase if a larger budget yeah, allocated communication. Ah right, right, right. Right. Thank you very much. There's obviously a positive correlation, depending on how well it is spent, uh, Robert. Would, would that be a case? I mean, it depends on the quality of your sales system. Right. If you spend $2 million on advertising and you have a weak, ineffective, inappropriate sales system, you make a whopping loss. Right. So the key thing is to get all the elements of the marketing system working in a cohesive, in a coherent manner, working towards common objectives, and then you can see the profitability you want. Right. So for those of you who I spoke to earlier on about the teenpreneurship conference, raising financially literate teenagers, it's at the Usu Ebenezer Presby Hall on Monday the 25th to Friday the 29th of August, 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. daily. It's a non-residential boot camp for teenagers. I mean, please, about 30 cents. How much is a dollar, Christ? about... Is it, I, I've lost my, my sense of it's a hundred Ghana cities. I think it's a very good investment you want to make in your in your teenagers. I think it's about thirty dollars, something like that. Uh-huh. For a whole week, and we'll give, give them lunch, snacks, keep them for a week, and by the time they come back, your teenagers will give you ideas about how the family budget should be spent. So sign up by calling zero two four nine 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 five five five. Sign up your teenagers, and they will be transformed. Right. Closing thoughts, Bob. My last, the story, I'll close with the story. On the issue of interfacing technology, marketing, communications, and achieving marketing excellence, I said yesterday, I, was, I have a client I'm working for, a public sector institution, has local and international clients. And I was just looking at their website to check for the quality of the graphics interface and also the factual accuracy of the information there. In two hours, Albert, I'd come up with 47 inaccuracies. Wow. And I was wondering for the life of me, I know the institution well, so I can relate to that kind of thing. And I was thinking that we need to be more conscientious in being able to translate marketing strategy into good operational strategy and at the tactical level, make sure it flows down mm-hmm. so we can have marketing success. Strategy must be tight 
operations must be world class and the tactics must align very quickly with what the operational and the strategic imperatives are, then you will do well. You look almost like Louis Van Hal. <laughs> I, I can tell you something. I can tell you something. If you are listening tonight wherever you are, please sign up to the festival of ideas zero five four four three one five one six four. Call zero five four four three one five one six four or zero two four nine 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 five 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 to find out a bit more or look in tomorrow's daily graphic for details about the festival of ideas. Let me give you my ten commandments as I've learned them from Bob. And Bob, if if I'm on point, give me fans. If I'm not on point, don't tell anyone. Go ahead. Number one, a lot of marketing effort is busy and full of activity without a clear measure of effectiveness. Absolutely. Number two, the CEO should be a walking billboard of marketing excellence. Absolutely. Number three, the four categories of people needing repositioning are those who are underpositioned, overpositioned, badly positioned, or those who have a confused positioning. Absolutely. Number four, without a clear understanding of customer data, marketing decision makers cannot design an effective value proposition. Absolutely. Number five, over-bureaucratic organizations do not respond quickly and effectively enough to emerging opportunities. They cannot. Number six, <laughs> don't use a sledgehammer to kill a fly. Use specific tools to achieve your stated objectives. Absolutely. Number seven, understand the habits of your, the media habits of your public and the changing pattern, changing patterns of behavior over the years, so you can properly target your marketing communications. Absolutely. Number eight, social media has come to stay and will get even stronger in the next decade, but it requires exciting and innovative offerings. Absolutely. Number nine, it cannot be business as usual anymore. We need to reposition even when things are good, because we need to get better every day. Absolutely. And then number ten. Every marketing communication has four possible objectives. It's called the drip. Either differentiation, reminder, information, or persuasion. Tell you point. Your point persuasion. I'm, we'll a good, well. I'm a good student. No, I'm we'll a good do well next season. We'll do well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you've, enjoyed our, if you've enjoyed our discussion as we build up to the Festival of Ideas, then join us again next week as we handle another session on strategic repositioning. And if you want to find out more about the Festival of Ideas, just call 0544-315164. Let me also remind you that... Um, for anyone desiring tickets, you can send in an email to info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh and we'll send you an email giving you further details about the conference to help your organization make an informed decision. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Arbet and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-99000. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. No more searching, searching. The light has come.